Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is that time of year. 149 million brackets across America. And how was your day? See, you know, it's all about perspective. It kind of goes like this. Two brothers wake up one day. One has a net worth of 50000 the other has a net worth of $50 million. Their brother with fifty k, he has a big day in the stock market, makes ten grand. he goes to bed ecstatic. The brother with $50 million, he has a bad day in the market, loses $10 million. He goes to bed depressed. So how is it the brother who's worth 60000 is happy, and the brother who's worth $40 million is mad as hell? Like I said, it's all about perspective. You know, like with your March Madness bracket. Just don't tell that to Syracuse or Wofford or Kansas. Well, you you get the drift. And with the big dance off and running and a few teams who've already punched their ticket to the Sweet 16, we've got a lot to break down tonight, all in the hopes that we can help you avoid a breakdown. See what I did there? And on that note, welcome back to another edition of Straight Out of Vegas. R.J. Bell is on reconnaissance. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, this is the weekend edition of Straight Out of Vegas. As you know, Straight Out of Vegas airs Monday through Friday right here on Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Channel 83 from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern with R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers, and Jonas Knox. And regardless of the season, know this, as R.J. Bell says, we promise to deliver the Vegas truth to you every Saturday night. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. 
sleepy. We could fill three hours tonight, so we're going to get diving right into it. Five Big Ten teams still alive, four SEC teams, uh, SEC teams still alive. No seeds, three or less, have lost. And by the way, speaking of the SEC, one of those games today, Wofford took on Kentucky. Wofford, a number seven seed, Kentucky, a number two seed. Kentucky was laying five. And, you know, Wofford became that trendy play. 21 straight wins, eight straight covers, P.J. Washington, he's in a boot, Reed Travis. Well, he hasn't been himself, but lo and behold, pedigree shows up. John Calipari, who has now won more games, 23, in the tournament since 2012. These are outright wins. And John Calipari, who's now 15-4 and four, against the spread in round of 32 games, gets the win, gets the cover, 62-56. Now, I went out with Jason McIntyre this morning. I enjoy listening to that show. I'm up every early Saturday. I'm a gym rat. I listen to radio. I love it. And uh, they had me on, and we talked about that game at length. And I, I strongly had an opinion on Kentucky for the simple reason that I would call this a reality check. And this is what this, is what this tournament, the game, is. they're designed to break your heart. <laughs> now, here's why I say that. Wofford was a great team, right? But here's the reality. Uh, no Southern Conference team has made it to the Sweet 16 since 2008, number one. Wofford's four losses, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, Kansas. They got buried in every one of those games, double digits. And Wofford was 0-3 straight up against the spread versus AP-ranked teams this year. So when they got on the floor, I wasn't surprised. And the strategy for Kentucky was to not allow Wofford to shoot threes. Close out on the shooter, no free catches in space, run them off the three-point line, if a guy like a Fletcher McGee can catch and release before he has to put the ball on the deck and disrupt his rhythm, Kentucky might be in the trouble. Well, poor Fletcher McGee was 0 for 12 from behind the arc. Credit Kentucky's defense. No way am I bagging on that kid. He played his heart out. That team played their heart out. Tip of the cap. The Terriers really believe they could beat Kentucky because, well, forget it. The bottom line is we have too many other games to get to. A trendy play, Wofford. But the blue blood gets the cash, Sleepy. Bernie, you and I had a little bit of a disagreement before the show started. We talked about Wofford, Kentucky. And I said if these teams played 10 times again in a row here or whatever, Wofford would probably win half of those games because I don't think Fletcher McGee would go 0 for 12 in each and every game. You kind of disagreed with me with that. So um, I would take Wofford um, half of the time. What do you, what do you think? Well, do I get P.J. Washington, or is he still in the boot? Nope, we got to keep the same teams. Well, I would just say this, Sleepy. We'll never know. It's an imponderable, and that's why they call it survive and advance. Mm-hmm. Kentucky survives again. Michigan, Michigan State. No, let me try that again in English. Minnesota, Michigan State. Sparty land 10.5. I felt uh, we talked about this game also this morning with Jason McIntyre. I liked Michigan State a lot. It was my best play of the day. Look. Credit to Minnesota. They came off that big win against Louisville. They made 13 threes. Uh, they normally only make five per game during the regular season. It was what I call the Patino on former Patino crime. It was, it was kind of vexing. Slick Rick was sitting right behind the Minnesota bench, and I really give it up to you know Minnesota. They almost didn't make the tournament. They get a nice W. They beat Louisville. They really wanted to beat Louisville. You know, I'm not going to call this a letdown and do the old practice psychology, you know, without a license deal. But I know a little thing or two about Michigan State. I worked in that market many years. And look, first of all, number two seeds in the round of 32 
If they are favorites of nine or more, they cover 6-0. and 6-0 against the spread. And, yes, Michigan State fell into that category. They won by 20, 70 to 50. They're laying 10 and a half. Oh, by the way, Tom Izzo, oh, nothing. Now 17 and 5 all time against the spread. And they're on to 32. Look, they'd beaten Minnesota Sleepy by 24, 79 55 back on February 9th. Did Minnesota really get 20 points better? No. Look, Sparty out rebounded uh, Bradley in their earlier game by a mile, by 10 or 15. We knew they were going to win the uh, rebounding battle again today, and we knew Michigan State was mad. They weren't happy. It was kind of a get-right game. They held Minnesota to 22% field goal percentage in the first half, and the game was done by halftime. And Minnesota, or excuse me, Michigan stepped on their neck down the stretch. Now, I don't know how far Michigan State's going to go. I don't know if they're going to beat LSU next Friday night. When they lost Kyle Arnes in last Sunday's Big Ten Championship game and spent a lot of emotion winning that tournament, that's a big loss. That's a double whammy. You're already without Josh Langford, their three-point assassin. You really can't afford to lose Kyle Arnes as well. He gave them 20 quality minutes. He took away the other team's best guard. Cassius Winston's been great. They've got Nick Ward back. You know, Michigan State wins games on reputation. But I love this LSU team, man, and there's no way I'm getting in front of LSU next week. I think Michigan State's had a good run, but without two key players, I think it ends next week. Yeah, going into that Minnesota-Michigan State game, Bernie, I don't think it really took a rocket scientist to figure out what Minnesota was going to try to do. They shot the three ball so well last game that one of my handicaps coming into this game was they are going to go back to the well again and and keep continuously shooting that shot. Well, it it didn't help them. They only made two all game, and they attempted 22. That was a, a big, big negative for them. How about the Spartans, Bernie? Plus 26 in rebounds. You cannot do that. The only reason this game wasn't a 40-point blowout, Bernie, was the fact that Michigan State turned the ball over 22 times. They cannot, yes! They can't do that again in their next matchup, or they'll be in trouble. Did you see Tom Izzo's halftime interview <laughs> coming off? And you know what? He was frustrated. Even though they were leading, mm-hmm. they were giving away possessions. You can't do that, right? right? And And so... All right, on to the other Big Ten entrant who also looks very, very good due to their defense. This is a team that has the second-best defense in the nation per Ken Palm. They finished the regular season with a scoring defense that surrendered just 58 points a game. And I didn't think Michigan would have much trouble defending Florida's anemic attack today, and they didn't. They win 64-49, Michigan laying six, number two seed, Florida number 10 seed. Again, you've got a situation where uh, the Wolverines, they out-rebounded them 39-28. to 28. Uh, Florida only got to the free-throw line twice, twice the entire game. Yeah. Jordan Poole, your guy, Charles Matthews, not mm-hmm. a great game, but Jordan Poole steps up 19 points. Uh, I, I Look, Florida was, was a decent team this year, all right? They, by the way, they had five straight spread covers coming into today's game. Uh, and they were only allowing 63 points per game. But their win was against Nevada. And I talked about this all week on local radio Look, Nevada was a fraud this year. They really were. Uh, When I covered the Mountain West Conference Tournament, I saw a team completely disengaged with their coach. They couldn't make threes. Their three-point assassin, Kendall Stevens, had graduated. They were 5-4 and in their last nine. In their last one of the season against Boise State, Nevada only had five assists that game. I knew they'd be in trouble against Florida. Give, give, give Florida credit. I mean, they, they, they got the momentum on Nevada, and they, they, they closed them out, and they won it. Now Florida steps up in class against a much tougher team, Michigan, and it really showed today. Once again, John Beeline, here's a guy 
who gets it done, finds a way to get it done, uh, and you know you get him in the round of 32, and he doesn't often lose. How about Michigan today held Florida to their lowest points for the entire season? Doesn't surprise me. I was very surprised at that, but I wasn't surprised that Michigan struggled on offense. They didn't score enough points. I think they have to do that in the next game. But if they can play the way that they played on defense, I mean, they absolutely smothered Florida. I think they have a chance to go ahead and, and you know keep winning there. All right, Sleepy, let's talk about a team that's somewhat polarizing, Gonzaga. Uh, frankly, I think, Sleepy, you can make a case, and they are number one seed, mm-hmm. but if you follow Twitter, people, there's a lot of haters because of the conference they play in. Gonzaga, you can make a case on paper. They might be the best team in the country. They've got the best front court in the country. Rui Hachimura, he's going to be a lottery pick. Brandon Clark, to transfer from uh, San Jose State, who I've gotten to see plays, terrific. Second best defender in the country, in my view, right behind Zion Williamson. Terrific backcourt of Zach Norvell and Josh Perkins. And don't forget a healthy Killian Tilly. This is a group that can really spread the floor and shoot threes. They distribute distribute the ball well. Josh Perkins, their point guard, the all-time assist leader at Gonzaga. And this is a school that produced John Stockton. Now, give it up to the Baylor Bears. They were catching 13 and a half. Opened at 12, went to 12 and a half, 13 and a half, closed at 14. Mm. You and I talked. We both like Baylor. Yep. Full disclosure, I didn't I didn't get on Baylor. I would have. Gonzaga wins 83-71. So if you had Baylor, you cashed. Here's an obscure stat I found, and this kept me off Gonzaga. Number one seeds that win their first game and cover and cover the spread. By an excess margin of three plus or more points, are only two and sixteen against the spread in the round of thirty-two. They beat uh, Fairleigh Dickinson eighty-seven forty-nine. Gonzaga did. They won by thirty-eight. They were laying twenty-eight. They fell into that category. Uh, here's another stat for next year: Mark Few only six and nine against the spread in the round of thirty-two. Baylor shot the lights out against Syracuse last week, and I thought they fought hard. They 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 you know they dug themselves a hole early, and they just couldn't quite. Recover. Next week, though, Gonzaga looks ahead to Florida State. But first of all, any thoughts on this game today? Yeah, I was actually worried about my Baylor bet because Gonzaga goes on an 11-0 run, and once Baylor gets behind by double digits, and especially against a team like Gonzaga, uh, you feel that you're in, in trouble there. And Baylor just kept trying to shoot the three ball. It wasn't going in, Bernie. Give uh, you know, give Gonzaga credit. They dominated the glass in that game. How about Gonzaga's Brandon Clark, though, Bernie? 36 yeah. points. That was a season high for him. They really put it all together. You know, I, I kind of worry a little bit about my bias that I've had for Gonzaga because they've let me down in the past in these big games, in the tournaments, and I, I'm kind of switching over thinking Gonzaga might be okay, might take another win, but we'll see how things go. By the way, I want to just talk about Florida State, Sleepy. Gonzaga's next opponent. You're mm. a very learned man. For the life of me, why doesn't Leonard Hamilton get any respect? They got to the Elite Eight last week. They beat Virginia in the ACC tournament. They go 10 deep. They're extremely athletic. He doesn't play his guys typically more than 25 points or 25 minutes per game, so they're fresh. We all know that Florida State took Gonzaga out last year, right? And here's a stat for you. Leonard, Hamil- Leonard Hamilton's bench at Florida State, they're averaging 33 points per game. That's number two in Division One. And you had a comment about Florida State's bench off air that I think 
makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, you really can't tell the difference between the Bingo. starting five and the bench. There's no drop-off. None. When he rotates, guys, and the reason they beat Virginia and broke down that pack line defense is because of their depth. Yes, their athleticism, but their depth. And you get late into the second half, and when it's, you know, it gets hot and hard to breathe, who do you trust that can execute with poise under pressure? Florida State appears to be one of those teams. Boy, so much to get to. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 50% or more in car insurance? It probably means you should have gone to Geico 15 minutes ago. I bet you'd like to know all the facts and figures and March Madness inside stuff. We're going to bring it to you. Todd Dewey, the better reporter of the Las Vegas Free Journal, will join us when we come back. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And at this time, I want to welcome in a gentleman. His column is one of the most sought after and read here in Las Vegas. Good friend of mine does a great job. He's the betting reporter of the Las Vegas Review Journal. And as they say in Boston parlance, he's a real wicked pisser. Let's say hello to my friend Todd Dewey. Hey, Todd, welcome to Straight Out of Vegas, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, Bernie. How you doing? Good. It's that time of year, March Madness, Todd, and, and we all now that know now that uh, that the big dance is sort of surpassed the Super Bowl weekend as the biggest extravaganza. Take us behind the curtain and tell the folks across the country some of the things they don't know. 
Well, it's kind of hard to determine uh, the exact number of people that are here specifically for the tournament, but the first week is always huge out here in Vegas, as you know, and the hotel occupancy rates are always about 99%, one of the biggest long weekends of the year, rivals the Super Bowl, and uh, being at the Westgate Sportsbook the first couple days of the tournament, never seen it so packed. Uh, the sportsbook director over there said it was more crowded than the Super Bowl, and as packed as he's seen it. And going by the numbers, uh, betting-wise, last year, Nevada Sportsbooks took in an estimated $305 million on the tournament, and that's more than twice as much as was bet on the Super Bowl, 145 mil in February. Of course, the tournament has 67 games, but still a pretty impressive figure to, to more than double the Super Bowl total. Especially the first four days. It's my understanding the first four days – surpass the Super Bowl handle. And the Super Bowl handle was, I think you mentioned, $145 million last year? Yeah, $145.9 in uh, February's game, yep. Ty, let's talk about some of the games. How are the books doing so far? Obviously, the dog's been barking. Yeah, you know what? Even though the public has taken more dogs than in the past, several of the, the odds makers out here have said the, the books have still come out on top. And the public still likes to bet a favorite every now and then. And, and the number one seeds of 5-0 and oh straight up, but 1-4 and four against the spread. But the book's still doing good, but the public has uh, had their share of winners. On the first two days, of course, we talked about the dogs 20-12 and 12 and 11 outright wins in the first round. The number 12 seeds going 4-0 and oh against the spread, sweeping the board. Uh, number 13 seed winning in Irvine. But, but today was a different story as – as the favorites won eight and zero overall and six and two against the spread, the books had a tremendous day today. As uh, they're basically on the right side of all the games and all the games, uh, the betters back today pretty much went down. We're with Todd Dewey, the betting reporter of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Todd, tell the folks there's other ways to bet the games besides the side and totals, prop bets. Tell the folks about. Bets like first to 15 and some of the other prop bets having to do with conference total victories. Yeah, you're right, Bernie. There's so many different ways to bet. That's probably a big reason why the handle is up uh, in recent years on the tournament. The the mobile apps, the convenience of betting is so much easier. And just there's so many different ways to bet, as you mentioned, not including the in-progress bets, but the props have become a a big thing, just just like the Super Bowl. And, yeah, you mentioned the first to 15 prop, which is pretty simple. You, they just have odds on which team is is going to reach 15 points first. And it's, it's probably the most popular prop bet now over at MGM Resorts uh, Sportsbook on the Strip. And they lost six figures on Friday night when Iona reached 15 first against North Carolina. And also North Dakota State got there first against Duke. And that was – plus 450 so put up 101 450 on that one and, and the public's you know everyone's into the the game uh, more than normal just right off the bat to see who could get the 15 first and and the and the betters almost always take the underdog in that situation and it's come really popular uh, they also have the first of 15 prop at south point and yeah it's just a really popular prop and and as you mentioned, there's a, there's a bunch of other ones you could pick. You know, will a 12 seed win? That was a minus 450 favorite. Wow. Will a 13 seed? Yeah, because it happens just about every year, right? Three, well, will three a out of four went out right this year. Yeah, Todd. 
Yeah. Uh, will a 13 seed win? Uh, yes, was minus 200. And at Caesars, uh, took a couple big bets on that one. They have uh, over at the South Point was a popular one, four versus the field that they put up uh, back in January where it was Gonzaga, Duke, Michigan, and Kansas versus the field. It opened as a slight underdog, and actually casino owner Derek Stevens put a $100,000 bet on it back in January versus the field. And uh, now the four teams, of course, three of them are left now, Gonzaga, Duke, and Michigan, with Kansas going down today. But that's a minus-120 favorite. I saw an offline prop, Bernie, for tomorrow. Will Zion Williamson posterized Taco Fall, the, the big 7-6 <laughs> guy for for UCF, uh, on an offshore book to put it up. The yes, the no is a minus 300 favorite. You know, I don't think you'll, po- I don't know how they define posterize, but I can't see Zion not getting at least one dunk. <laughs> Wrapping it up with Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas Review Journal. He is the sports the sports betting reporter, and his, his column is extremely popular here. Todd, talk a little bit about liability among the books and which teams pose the greatest threat to the books during March Madness. In other words, who do they need to go down so they don't get burned? Well, Duke, uh, the, the books are pretty good on the futures right now, and nobody has, seems to have that much significant liability. They think when they keep the odds pretty low, such as on Duke at two to one, they don't ever usually get burned. It's just when a team's a real long shot, and there's not that many long shots left, and people didn't bet that much money on underdogs such as UC Irvine, you know, to win it all. So right now, I haven't heard too much about about big liabilities to win the whole thing. Todd, just got about 30 seconds left, but uh, take us behind the curtain. And, of course, folks can read your column online. You're going across America tonight, Todd. Have you got a preview for tomorrow's column? I'm going to be heading out to the Westgate to check out the games, and uh, and I'll be recapping the weekend Sunday for Monday. And we'll, uh, you know, find out any crazy bets. Like like a bet I had the other night, $150 money line bet to win a dollar on Duke. (laughs) over North Dakota State. These guys make some really crazy bets here. And another guy bet a million dollars money line bets on Michigan and Texas Tech cleared 65,000. So you never know what kind of big bet or bad beat will happen. But, yeah, we'll recap all the action in uh, Monday's paper. All right, thanks so much. This is Todd Dewey, the sports betting reporter of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. You can read his column online at reviewjournal.com. Todd, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me, Bernie. Enjoy the games. All right, pal. You know, we've got a little NBA stuff to get to as well, and I've got an opinion on who really should win the MVP. This guy just falls out of bed and scores 30 points, and sometimes he scores 60. But first, let's go to Ralph Irvin with the latest. Well, thank you very much, Bernie. And, of course, the NCAA tournament third-round action. Well, it was today, although I guess now they're calling it the second round. They've varied the past few years, whether or not it's the second or third round. But... Only one upset in all eight games today. Everybody else, the favorite, was winning. Number five seed in the Midwest, Auburn. They took out number four seed, Kansas, 89-75. The Tigers advancing, as are their SEC brethren, the two seed in the Midwest, Kentucky. They got by number seven seed, Wofford, 62 
56. Also tonight in the South region, the only game in that region today, the third seed Purdue, an 87-61 win over the sixth seed Villanova. So the Wildcats will not be defending their title this NCAA tournament in the West wins for the number one seed Gonzaga, the number two seed Michigan, and the number four seed Florida State in the East. The two seed Michigan State handled the 10th seed Minnesota 70 to 50, while the three seed LSU escaped with a 69-67 win over the six seed Maryland. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, some unusual scores. Dallas hammered Golden State 126-91. Charlotte, a 124-117 win over Boston. And Atlanta gets by Philadelphia 129-127, snapping the Sixers' six-game winning streak. Utah wins in Chicago 114-83 and get this Bernie the Jazz now tied with Oklahoma City and the Clippers for fifth place in the Western Conference the Western Conference is so top heavy only one team that's outside of the top eight is even possible to make the playoffs at this point they're uh, pretty much top eight is set I will send it back to you wild wild west well by the way Ralph Speaking of the wild, wild west, could this be the year realistically that somebody finally unseats Golden State or is it just another fait accompli? Not if they're healthy. I mean, if, yeah. they, if, they, if they're healthy, they're going to win because they're complete. Eric Roberts, do you have a thought on that? Golden yeah. State, yes or no? Um, I'm going to go yes. I mean, just it's one of those things you kind of just, I'll believe it when I see it situations, and especially in right. the Western Conference. Am I wrong to feel a way about Toronto, guys? I kind of like Toronto in the East. I just I like that Microsoft pickup at the trade deadline. I feel like Kawhi is gonna kind of find another mode here. I like Kyle Lowry. Am I am I wrong to feel a certain way about Toronto no. and these guys? No, I think you're right. And if Toronto were to lock horns, look what Kawhi did to Golden State a couple of years ago before he went down in San Antonio. It's all speculative, but it kind of kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about regarding James Harden and the Houston Rockets and the MVP, and it all kind of melts together, having to do with who might unseat the Golden State Warriors. But as you guys say, if they are healthy, I have to see it to believe it. But in this cut we're about to play, RJ and Fezzik ruminate about James Harden. Well, is he a stat-stuffing scoring machine or is he an MVP? Because they indicate the fact that over time, his performances get old and less impressive, kind of like eating chocolate cake every day. After a while, you get tired of it. But in closing, RJ breaks down the decision-making process and how to bet this prop and that you really must be prudent so you don't let your personal feelings or your preferences get in the way of what should be an objective analysis. Let's take a listen. Now, not much has happened in the last month or so that you would say, boy, that James Harden's a lot better than I thought, or he's a lot worse. But the sentiment has changed. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Stat mining fatigue is the term that I would put on it. At first, we were all super excited. James Harden, 30 points a game. This is amazing. And then after we started watching him and he keeps shooting so much, by January 24th, he peaked in terms of public sentiment. He was a 5-1 to one favorite. You had to risk $500, RJ, to win 100 on Harden to win the MVP. And then the stock started to crash. So think about that. So minus 500. I mean, there's never been a title team. I'm just going back through my mind. Entering any playoffs that I can think of. So NHL playoffs, baseball playoffs, 
You've got a narrow group of teams. Have you ever seen a minus 500 favor entering a playoff in a major sport? University of Connecticut women's basketball. That's the only one. Kudos, Fez. Steve Fezzik. Uh, All right. In the major sports, though. Never. No, no gender bias. So you're saying Harden was a bigger favor. What was the exact date? January 24th. Not that long ago. To win the MVP than any team has ever been in mod- the modern era to win a title entering their playoffs. Correct. And that's called 1980, the mod- modern era. And now, what's Harden's odds? Now he's a two to one underdog. So before, on January 24th, you had to risk 500. If you risk 500, you get 100 back. If you risk that same 500 now, you get 1,000 back, 10 times more money. This shows you guys in the NBA playoffs, you're picking about an objective factor. Your assessment of it is subjective, but you're picking, predicting, handicapping an objective result. Here, you're predicting sentiment. And what we know for sure is humans have their ups and downs a lot more than objective facts do. So what's the takeaway lesson? Simple. If you're betting something that involves sentiment, look to bet the swings. Now let's update the odds because this cut was from a couple of weeks back, but it's fairly well evergreen. Giannis is now 2-1 to one to win the MVP, and Harden, you can now get him at plus 40. 118 points his last two games. James Harden scored 30 against every team this year. Now, I just asked Rolf and Eric, and I appreciate their honesty, but frankly speaking, I, I asked Rolf and Eric if they thought someone could unseat Golden State this year, and, and I, I, I respect their honesty, but frankly speaking, look, we're never going to know what might have happened in Chris Paul not missed Game 7 last year. But I do know this. Without Harden, the Rockets are a glorified version of the Utah Jazz. And don't fall Harden because he can't do it alone. No one does it alone. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. The point being, with a healthy Paul and Harden on the floor, I think they're live to get to the NBA Finals. I'm not predicting it. But the Warriors have shown real cracks in the armor this year, especially on the road. And by the way, there have been 14 games this season when a player has scored 50 or more points. Eight players each did it once. Harden is responsible for the other six of those games. And as a matter of fact, he's responsible for six of the top eight scoring games this season. But as of Friday morning, as I said, Harden is not favored to win the MVP. That belongs to Giannis. He's 2-1. to one. Harden is plus 140. In my humble opinion, James Harden is the best player in the NBA this season. He's also the most valuable to his team. Whatever way you want to slice it, he's your man. He's averaging 37-7-8 with two steals a game. Take a look at those numbers, man. Michael Jordan's 1996 MVP campaign was less than that. So this is gaudy. Points per game, Harden leads the league. Free throws per game, Harden leads the league. Assists per game, he's ninth. But Giannis is 20th. Now, Giannis is the best player in the best team in the Eastern Conference, but he's had help from Chris Middleton, Malcolm Brogdon, and Eric Bledsoe. They're all averaging over 15 points a game. By the way, Miritich, he gives them another scoring option, and Brooke Lopez is no slouch either, so... Giannis is tremendous, and he plays for a very talented team. But the Rockets, without Harden, I'm not so sure they're much more than a lottery team. Harden is my MVP right now, and it will remain so. To give that some context, it would be nice if they would unseat the aforementioned Golden State Warriors. That would probably seal my case. 
We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So much more to get to. We're going to break down some games tomorrow. Oklahoma, Virginia, Duke, UCF, and we've got everybody's favorite part of the show, Best Bets. Sleepy's been hotter than Jason McElwain. Google it. That's a compliment. My Who's Jason McElwain? Google it. <laughs> oh, man. I just dug myself a hole there. All right. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. You're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And I want to remind you that Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Discover. Discover alerts you if they find your Social Security on any one of thousands of risky websites. It's free for card members. Just sign up online at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Sleepy, before we get to the two key games we're going to preview tomorrow on our best bets, you had some great off-air stuff on Auburn. And I want to set this up. First of all, Auburn won today 84-70. But all everybody could talk about the other day was how New Mexico State should have won. And frankly, I look at it a little differently. I give New Mexico State a ton of credit. But Auburn led that game by nine with a minute to go. Okay? Do you think Sleepy, obviously Bruce Pearl... Now, we don't know what was said behind closed doors, but they talked that rage and they, they, took, they took that rage and anger onto the floor today. And it showed early on that they were not going to take their foot off the gas pedal like they did against New Mexico State. Well, you got to take into consideration what they did in the SEC tournament. They end up taking over. They, you know, they, they're, I think they're playing the best basketball right now, Bernie, but I think Pearl, you know, getting into their rear end really woke them up. And that's, this is not a team you want to wake up and have hot right now. Obviously, North Carolina, a good team, but a team that can shoot threes. Obviously, they can score a ton of points. I think they can beat North Carolina. Out of all the teams right now in the field, I think this is not the team that you want to mess around with. This team gets hot from outside. Tell you what, Carolina might be in trouble. I'm extremely impressed with Auburn, and I understand when you watch them courtside, their speed and athleticism is something to behold. They're a blur. Mm -hmm. Speaking of who might get beat, well, listen, this is going to haunt Virginia until they win a title. I went over this last week at length. I won't do it again. Their performance in the tournament the last seven years, they've never gotten past the Elite Eight. They're laying 11, Virginia is, against Lon Kruger in Oklahoma tomorrow. On Friday against Ole Miss, Oklahoma won by 23. They caught fire from the field. They shot 58%. Also, the Sooners did an incredibly good job of taking care of the ball. They only turned it over four times. They maximized their possessions. They won the rebounding battle. Classic win for Oklahoma. By the way, Sleepy, and this is why we do this show, I bet you folks didn't know that Oklahoma has actually been a cover machine this year. They're 21-10-3 against the number. That's 67%. Not bad. Flip side of the coin, Virginia did not embarrass themselves this time around. I know they were trailing early, but look, their defense is their defense. They weren't going to get beat by a 16 seed two years in a row, but they're going to their defense is going to be have to Virginia's defense is going to be have to be at its best tomorrow against Oklahoma after letting Gardner Webb shoot almost 40 percent from area code three. Virginia, this is their calling card. They finished the regular season tops in the nation, allowing 55 points per game. Sleepy, would you lay the 11 here 
Or would you grab the 11? I would lay the 11. Reason being, Bernie, Oklahoma, I think they shot their wad in, their, in the last game. 95 points they scored. Over and under, Bernie, just, just curious. What do you think that Oklahoma can achieve in this game? you think they can crack 70? Well, no one else has done it other than Duke I mean, and Florida State. And Oklahoma's not as athletic as those teams. So uh, it's a stay-away game for me, to be sure. But, yeah, the fact that Oklahoma would put up that many. Teams have a tendency to regress to the mean mm-hmm. in their next game. That's and, what I'm thinking. And Virginia's got them on film, so I'm, I'm in agreement. Let's move ahead to Duke, UCF. The Dukies laying 13-and-a-half. Give it up to Taco Fall and the Knights. Maybe that should be a band someday. I love Taco Fall. <laughs> I'm curious. I just love that name. By the way, I'm curious, uh, Sleepy, if, uh, if Taco Fall married Le'Veon Bell, would he be Taco Bell? I don't know. Well, 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 you know, maybe someday one of our callers or tweet, tweet that to me, the answer, because I'm not that smart. Look, t- in all seriousness, and by the way, really enjoyed listening to that young man in the postgame press conference. Very thoughtful. Uh, I, I really enjoy watching him. Taco Fall is definitely the most important player for UCF against Duke. He's the guy that's going to be tasked to prevent Zion Williamson and company from getting the easy baskets down low. And he's also got to use his size to make – Life hard for the Blue Devils in the paint when they're on defense. By the way, I think this will be a low-scoring game, actually. The under is 5-0 in UCF's last five games. But again, bet you didn't know this. UCF coming off a spread, or excuse me, coming off a loss 13-9 and against the spread after a win. Let me try that again. I butchered that. UCF is 13-9 and against the spread, coming off a win. So they have a tendency to carry their momentum. Duke, come on, man. Second toughest schedule in the country. Coach K in the round of 32, 20-4 against the spread. I'd, I'm scared of Duke. I'm not going against him for any reason. And by the way, Zion Williamson continues to show why he's bound for NBA stardom. The freshman, freshman, he dropped 25 last game against North Dakota State, 12-16 from the field. And I will tell you, they couldn't have stopped. They could have dropped a piano on Zion Williamson's head. North Dakota State could not stop him. Thoughts tomorrow? I'm a little worried here for Duke. Reason being, Bernie, they struggle against teams with length. Obviously, they struggled against Gonzaga, struggled against North Carolina. Now you got Taco Fall. He's seven foot six. This UCF team, I think this is a bad matchup for Duke. But, Bernie, I have, I have to tell you this. I made my line for this game eight. Not 13. I'm taking the 13, and I'm going to tease ahead to my best bet right now. I'm taking UCF tomorrow plus the 13 points, and if it goes up to 13 and a half, it'll probably be one of my strongest plays of the tournament. UCF tomorrow, my best bet. Well, the, the, the value's on UCF, and frankly speaking, Duke's not a cover machine. They're 18 and 17 against the number this year. Speaking of best bets, let's get to those. Because, Sleepy, I really don't have a best bet tomorrow. I have a lean so if you're saucy and you got to get down, maybe go half a unit. I like Ohio State. Make sure you get six points. I'm not going to classify it as a best bet. But, folks, it's that time of year. If you want to fire, I think Ohio State is pretty good value. Get plus six. So if it's five and a half by the half point, sleep at your best bet tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you guys UCF once again. I'm going to take them plus the points. I think Duke can struggle from the outside because they There's don't. no question they can. Right, because if Taco Fall can keep them 
from getting in the paint, scoring a bunch of points, Duke's going to have no choice but to go ahead and shoot from the outside. Now what can Duke do? They can get Taco Fall in the foul trouble. If that doesn't happen, I have a strong feeling I have a very good chance to win this game. Bernie, I'll, I'll make a bold prediction. Do not be shocked if UCF pulls the upset tomorrow. I think this is a terrible matchup. For well, them. if they do, William Hill here in Las Vegas will be happy because 19% of all future wagers mm-hmm. are on Duke, so they've got some liability on Duke. By the way, someone put a six-figure bet on Virginia 12-1 to last January at the MGM, so those are the two teams to watch. If either of them fall, you'll see a sigh of relief among the boogies here. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I want to thank my broadcast team in Los Angeles for all your great work. Eric Roberts, often imitated but never duplicated. Iowa Sam, he may be from Iowa, but like ZZ Top, he's baddies nationwide. Ralph Irvin, like watching Ted Williams hit, man. And, of course, my man here in Las Vegas, Sleepy Jay. Yes, he gets a lifetime Medal of Honor for all of his service. Thanks for listening, folks. Good luck with your bets next week. We'll see you back for more stuff. Up next, Jason Martin. Straight out of Vegas! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.